Park Ferme Review Show, powered by RST. Welcome to Park Ferme, the very first edition of Roundup Show. And what a night's action we've seen. We're joined once again, as we were earlier, by Carl White from the Belfast Newsletter, their road racing journalist, Ryan Farquhar, team owner and uh, TT winner, and John Barton, rider liaison officer, TT competitor, man of all seasons, absolutely. And uh, Kyle, what did we make of that as a session? Yeah, it was incident packed, wasn't it? So, I mean, there's there's a lot of talking points, and uh, obviously, you know, you have Dean Harrison there at the top of the, the Superbike Times, top of the Super Stock Times as well, and he's Kawasaki. No 130 mile an hour laps this evening, but obviously, um, that's probably, you know, down to the conditions, very windy yeah. up on the mountain. But, um, yep, Dean has uh, put down a marker, um, and he, he sort of picked up where he left off on, on Sunday when he led the way in the Supersport class. Um, Michael Dunlop was on a, a very fast lap on his very final lap. Uh, he had a few the fastest sector times of the evening, uh, and then he, he he appeared to roll off uh, just on the run from the crunk into the grandstand. And, and, and Ryan was saying there earlier that um, I think maybe he had a, a problem. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. With Michael, the bike. Michael came into the park Ferme and the the back wheel was completely locked up. The the uh, the, the back brake had overheated, obviously, and then it. It sort of had a little fire in there, which they put out with the water, and then they put a new wheel in the back, and off they off they went with it. But yeah, it was absolutely lock solid coming into into part firmo. So that's obviously why that lap was aborted in the end. But yeah, it was some. It was it was heading for some lap, and uh, I think it was the superbike qualifying times. Is kind of what we said earlier on, isn't it? It's all the the same names we were talking about have have come to the come to the top of the pile, and a great lap from Connor. You know, really good lap. First first one out of the out of the night so uh, that was really good and, and Helia as well we were and talking about his confidence. Was going even quicker on that second lap that's when he right got, got black, black flag yeah, he got so. black flagged apparently there was a, they were seeing sort of smoke from the bike but it stopped and, uh, and it was deemed to be okay so he, uh, he got on his way again uh, obviously sad to see uh, you know we hear that Hutchie's tipped off at the 11th milestone incredibly he's got away with it and he's up and walking and talking and uh, making his way back to the paddock so that's good to see that he's he's obviously okay but you know not really like Ryan was saying not really good for his confidence is it first night you know tipping off for whatever reason we don't obviously know why but we'll find out in due course yeah hopefully you know Hutchie's okay and he can just put it behind him yeah you know, as long as one of those things not going to do his head, and if he has made a mistake, you know, hopefully it's some something simple, and he can just forget about it and look forward to the next practice session. We did all hold yeah. our breath a little bit when we realised it was at the eleventh milestone, I think, didn't we, Kyle? Yeah, it's not the kind of place that you'd, you want to come off, but uh, he's actually back, and, he, and his team truck apparently, the, the Honda racing team have have put out a tweet saying that he's back, and he and he, and, and he's uh, thankfully he's okay, you know, so. He's obviously lucky, uh, yeah, yeah. To, you know, that um, uh, he managed to get away with that one. Just looking at some of the analysis, we were talking about that lap by Michael Dunlop where he was setting the fastest second times. Managed to do a little bit of analysis of that. Dean Harrison on a location-to-location flying lap, if you like, Crunk Namona to Crunk Namona was 130.29. Michael Dunlop, 130.09 miles. So right there. Yeah, there's very little in it, you know, and I suppose I heard over the, you know, the... Uh, commentary that there's quite a few yellow flags in places you know so you yeah. you can't really you know was Dean getting held up in places was Connor getting held up you know so uh, yeah there were a few incidents out there was a, there was quite there was a bit of an accident at uh, Glen Helen and there was I think the road was pretty messy afterwards so I think that w- that would have slowed him down towards the end of the session and also on the last last lap there was an incident at, uh 
Gooseneck as well and at Governor's Bridge. So that could have had a play, played a part that slowed them down a little bit maybe as well. Right, hopefully everybody's... Yeah, no, okay. all, yeah all, all the lads seem to be uh, seem to be pretty good and, and uh, nothing too serious, thank goodness. Absolutely. When we look at the story of the session in terms of the superbikes, it was Connor Cummins that set the pace, 128.088 from a standing start. That wasn't eclipsed until that Dean Harrison lap very, very late on. But in amongst and around them, Michael Dunlop did a standing start lap of 126.6, only those 12 seconds slower than Connor Cummins. And that was uh, then beaten... Well, just by uh, James Hillary it was that slipped into second place on the leaderboard mid-session with a 17 minutes 40 against Michael Dunlop, 17.52, and that was only a tenth of a second behind Conor Cummins. That was good enough for second on the night as well. And then Michael did another 17 minute 50, so he banged in consistent laps as well as showing the outright pace. He put consistent laps in on the night, but it was that final lap from Dean Harrison, 17 minutes 28.6, that really set things up, 129.53 and as we said, Kyle could have been even quicker. Did Dean get back out on his number one machine? Obviously I don't he think had he did, I think he spent the whole night the on the T-bike. Right, yeah. okay. So uh, I would imagine that might have been set up a little bit differently from from his from his, you know, number one uh, Kawasaki. Um Maybe not. Maybe they're pretty, pretty similarly matched. Yeah. You know, one set up, but uh, nonetheless, no. It's uh, you know, it's definitely impressive given the conditions out there. Um, and unfortunately, it's not looking good weather-wise tomorrow. But you know, there, there's no doubt that um, when uh, he does get back out again, and uh, the rest of the guys too, they'll, they'll only continue to improve in those times. But um, you know, it's, it's dry roads that we need, and sadly, the, the forecast now for the next few days is, is looking a bit sketchy. And we really need that rubber to stay down, don't we, Ryan? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There, the more the more uh, bikes go around the circuit and get rubber down, the, the grip levels improve, and uh, just the riders get a, a feel for what they're what they're doing as well. So, uh, the, you know, the times that they're doing in those conditions, like I don't know about you, I stand down Bray Hill and. I never got a founder in Lake. It would absolutely have skinned you, you know. So, <laughs> what was it not like on the mountain? You I know, know. So it was certainly cold up there, wasn't it? I must have been. Conditions are far from ideal, you know. So to to be knocking at a, the door of 130 mile an hour, uh, I'm I'm quite sure we'll see, you know, possibly a lap record going this this year if the if the conditions are good. That's right. Yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure Dean and Connor and Michael are probably sat there thinking well it, if it rains <laughs> we're pretty we're pretty up to speed already you know because, you know bless Pitt Hickman it looks like he had a quite a quite a tricky night because yeah. I, I noticed I saw him come back twice under his own steam into back into Park Ferme so uh, he did well to get back the second time coming back that's from right. Michael to get back and get out that's right, right he just managed to get out on, 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 on something else I noticed on the super stop bike he actually got round and, and did kind of one one uh one half decent lap on that year. He finished ninth in that and did 123. So that must have been the one maybe towards the end of the session. But he's obviously had issues tonight. And he, you know, he must feel that, you know, he needed laps tonight with the, with the weather as good as it was with the forecast coming on. So he'll probably be the less happy out of the, out of the, the, the front favourites tonight, I guess. Well, they've still got plenty of time. Yeah. You know, it's the first, first time... Uh, on on the superbike, you know. Yeah. So hopefully it's something simple. Yeah, maybe it's not too much at all, and it's something they can rectify and, and get on the way. When we just have a look at the sector breakdown for the night, Dean Harrison was the fastest man out to Glen Helen, four minutes seventeen point zero. And we, Dean always says he's really good on that first sector. He feels that that their fruitable laugh from Grandstand fruitable laugh are 
suit him best of all and over the mountain obviously we know suits Peter Hickman a lot on the run back to the grandstand so Glenn, uh, Dean fastest out to Glen Helen Michael Dunlop then put the best sector times of the 19 through to Balath Ramsey and the climb of the mountain which is a really good one to see that BMW power kicking in coming up the mountain Michael Dunlop the fastest man on the climb of the mountain Dean then they put the best sector time in of the night on the run down the mountain to Cronknamona and on the short sector back to here it was Connor Cummins on that opening lap who was fastest so spread around a bit Dean Michael and Connor but uh, I think the one that stands out there is probably Michael on the Tyco BMW on the climb up the mountain yeah, it's obviously, you know, Michael's, uh, as we said, he's got a great team behind him and they're, and they're knowledgeable about running superbikes around here. And they've obviously they've obviously got the, the initial set up pretty good, haven't they? You know, for him to, to go out tonight on the new bike and set that sort of team uh, time, it's uh, it's obviously not too far away from being pretty good. No, like, you know, whenever you take the the chassis on the Kawasaki, it's pretty much the same as what it has been over this past, you know, few seasons. So they've got a really good base setting where the... The new BMW is a totally new chassis, so yeah. to be in that uh, ballpark at Pretty this good. stage, uh, you know, it is, it's, it's quite impressive. Michael Rutter there as well. He shows uh, what fifth fastest behind Harrison yeah. Cummins, Hillier, and Dunlop. That's pretty impressive stuff on yeah. the RCV. I just pulled called into uh, to the Rat, uh, Rattler camp there, and he's having a sausage and chips at the moment. But his team, <laughs> his team are all sort of sat in shock because they've said that something remarkable has happened tonight. He's actually happy. <laughs> he's actually happy with both bikes. He's he's coming and said, even though you know he's he's done all these laps tonight, he said he could he could jump on and race them even even the RCV. He said it was absolutely spot on, hardly any issues with it. So uh, yeah, he's he's really he's really pleased with his setup today, and he's uh, he's sort of in good spirits. Sets him up nicely for the week, doesn't it, Sir Ryan? Well, it puts pressure on me. I have to get the twin into that situation <laughs> now that he's happy with that. But we'll do our best. <laughs> and as we look down the list, uh, Jamie Cow is having a fantastic week here at the TT. He was going really well on Sunday. He had a really good time down at the pre-TT Classic. And he's sick fastest in the Superbike qualifying, Kyle. Yeah, he's kind of carried that form over from the Northwest 200. Jamie was riding uh, really well there. I think he qualified pole, Ryan, in the Super Twin, didn't he? He opted to set out the, uh, you know, the, 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 the racing on, on Saturday at the Northwest because of the conditions. But um, no, he, he's, he's definitely impressive and he was going well on the Super Sport machine, uh, obviously, as well uh, on, on, on Sunday and the first session, especially. So, um, yep, he's, uh, he's definitely one to watch and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, his times as well. And, and the lightweight bike when uh, he finally gets back out in that again. Um, Derek McGee is another one, obviously, um, in the Super Sport class this evening. I think Derek was second fastest behind uh, Peter Hickman, although Derek only only did the one lap. Um, he's kind of still building his knowledge of the TT course, um, and you know what he did last year on Ryan's bike, uh, you know, in the in the lightweight race was was really impressive. You know, a brilliant runner-up finish. You know, he yeah, obviously yeah, he, terrific he, he regards that as the as the as the best result of his career so far. He's made a great start. This year, especially at the, the Irish National Road Races. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're on one of Ryan's bikes, he's always got a chance of, uh, of getting that uh, maiden win, although, you know, the lightweight class now is so competitive, that's, that's never easy. When yeah. you speak to him, Ryan, do you get the impression that he feels like he's still learning? Or do you feel like he's arrived now, now he's had a podium at the TC? No, Derek would openly tell you, you know, he's still, he's still learning and... You know, he, he has worked hard at it. He's trained hard over, you know, he, he was unfortunate uh, at the Ulster Grand Prix last year. He was involved in a, in another incident and he ended up, he hurt himself quite badly. He had to get uh, 
surgery and you know he was he was in hospital for what a, the best part of a week and uh, he had to come out at Killer Lane to try and win the championship you know it was, wasn't he had two of the championships won and uh, you know, he, he came out and he won the race. He only had to finish, I think, in the first ten. He actually he came out and won the race, and so it just shows you the determination, how hard he is. You know, so but he'll openly tell you, you know, he's still learning here. You know, and uh, he he's just chipping away. So he's a good lad, Derek. You know, he's one of the he's one of the best lads I've worked with. You know, and I'd like to see him getting a good good result re- result in all his bikes, not only my own bike. You know, so yeah. uh, he just needs a bit of luck now. Laps really matter at this stage of the week, don't they, John? And 20 riders managed to put in four laps tonight yeah. on the superbikes. Of all the big names, Michael Dunlop was the man who managed to get four laps in on the Tyco BMW. Philip Crow managed to get four laps, so did Jamie Coward. And uh, Sean Anderson did as well. But a lot of the big names only managed to get two laps in or one two-lap runner or a lap and yeah. then come in and try and make repair. There were a lot of revisions being made to the bike straight away, weren't there? Yeah, it is. It's, it's really important for a rider for the, for, for the first night to try and get as many laps as you can. It just kind of settles you down. And if, if you're one of the riders that's only done maybe one or two laps, you kind of almost feel tonight you're already behind them. You know, you already kind of lost out on a bit of the session and a bit of time to set the bike up. So it's always really important that first night, I would think, to try and you know settle yourself down with getting quite a few laps in and just getting your head up to the speed that you travel around here. It takes a while, doesn't it, to get your, your mind adjusted to running these speeds because there's nowhere else that you, you, you've kind of done that. So... Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's really important that first session, and it's it's nice to see that most people have got a, a good number of laps in under their belt. Probably come from the northwest, you know. For some of the riders, yeah. makes it that wee bit easier, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's always good to get you set up, and you know they're they can focus or they've got their their mindset of doing close to two hundred mile yeah. an hour. Where any yeah. of the lads that haven't been at the northwest coming here, you know, from maybe doing a a BSB or whatever, it is a bit of a culture shock. You yeah. know, it takes a few. Yeah maybe a couple of sessions just to get into the, the flow of it yeah pretty good laps by Davo Johnson there as well I think yeah. really first time out on the Honda here and you know getting into the 126s I think that's you know nice good steady start for him really because it's uh it's again it's all new to him isn't it working with the with the Honda team and working with the Honda Fireblade itself they didn't have the best of time at Northwest but I think that's a really really pretty good start from him tonight John McGuinness possibly not where he wants to be with the superbike, certainly. Two laps, the best of them, 123.73. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I haven't get, did, did get a chance to speak to any of them, but uh, yeah, looking at it on paper, it's, 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 not, it's not kind of what you'd expect John to, to, to be particularly happy with. But I mean, saying that, they may, they may have issues that, that, you know, that, that they can work through and, and progress on in the next session. I'm not, I'm not sure, really. Yeah, well, you know, I know going down where I watched down Bray Hill, the bike, the, the bike sounds amazing. Yeah, it know, does. It's, it's sounds and sounds know, it looks amazing. And Michael Rudder's bike's the same. You yeah. know, the the noise that's you know something yeah. that's incredible. But uh, I have a notion, you know, looking at John's times there, there's something that's quite a bit of pretty fundamental. Yeah, yeah. yeah John seems a much better rider than you know lapping uh, at 123 miles Absolutely, an hour, but yeah. hopefully he can get it sorted. Anyone else there, Kyle, that's uh, picking out for you? We just, just come back to John McGuinness. Uh, one thing I did re- notice tonight was the bike was seemed to be fast through the, the Solby speed trap. I think uh, at one point it was up near 190 miles per hour, so it certainly seems quick enough in a, in a straight line. Um, so un- unless there's maybe some setup or, or handling problems that the, the, the team will be working on. But certainly, you know, as Ryan says, you'd, you'd expect to see John uh, a bit higher up. But it's still very much for, for him on the roads with the Norton. It's still a learning 
uh, process with the bike, isn't it? So um, I'm sure the more time he gets on it, then we'll, we'll start to see those speeds increasing for John. Just going to see if we can pull up the uh, the actual speed trap times, actually, just to see where exactly he was, just see if we can get it to to fire up here on the screen. But as you say, I think James Hillier was the fastest through the speed trap. Was that right? 192 and a half. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, Kawasaki has plenty of pace in it, doesn't it? That's for sure. Um, looking further down, we've got uh, who we've got Danny Matheson just rounding out the top ten. Stefano Bonetti as well, both on BMWs, and then David Todd and Brian McCormick. It's filling out with BMWs, the bottom part of that sort of top fifteen, isn't it? Uh, and plenty of these boys getting good laps in on the BMWs. Let's just see, can we run down then the top uh, 10 or so for you? The Superbike qualifying at TT 2018. You're listening to Park Fermi, uh, brought to you with RST. The fastest man in Superbike, RST Superbike qualifying tonight, Dean Harrison on the Silicon Engineering Kawasaki. 17 minutes 28.61, an average speed of 129.531 miles per hour. Second fastest, Connor Cummins on the Malenko by Padgett's Honda, 128.088. Third fastest, James Hillier on the Quattro Plant Wicked Coatings Kawasaki, 128.075. Michael Dunlop, fourth fastest on the Tyco BMW, 126.929. Michael Rutter on the Bavens Racing Honda, 126.482. Jamie Coward, sixth fastest on the Prez Racing Yamaha, 126.39. David Johnson, seventh fastest at 126.19. Philip Crow on the BMW, 125.15. Ian Hutchinson, despite that spiel had put in an earlier lap on the Honda at 125.39 and Daly Matheson on his Penn's BMW rounds out the top 10 at 125.17 so let's move on to the super stocks where Dean Harrison again tops the timesheets chaps what do you make of that Kyle? Yeah, to be honest, it's no surprise uh, to see to see Dean up there. Um, you know, he's 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 come into this event in an in incredible form, um, and you know, a lap there at one hundred twenty nine point three, just slightly slower than what he did on the on his superbike, and it looks like he's completed two laps there. So, um, you know, that'll give him some some information to go on ahead of the, ahead of the next session. But as John uh, was saying earlier, David Johnson on on the Honda. Uh, Superstock machine was, um, you know, pretty eye-catching tonight there with a lap of 126.6. Um, I think David's working with uh, uh, Northern Ireland crew chief Darren Gilpin. I think they've, they've worked previously together, you know, and they, they seem to have a good partnership going there, and that's certainly showed uh, so far in, in his performance and, and practice. Well, it was David that actually topped looking at the story of the session. David Johnson topped uh, the first lappers anyway, 125.127, mm. with Lee Johnston second fastest at 124.375. David went quicker again on his second lap to up it to uh, 126.629 before Dean Harrison then jumped off the superbike and onto the superstock and popped in the lap at 126.678 just as a standing start lap, which he then upped to the 129.336 which for a long while was the fastest lap of the night uh, Ryan which says exactly what you said it's much easier to get a stocker set up than it is a superbike yeah and uh, even even the lap that Dean done on his uh, superbike you know it was 129 and a half that was a, a short lap you know had, yeah. had he got across the line that there you know I think looking at his sector times he, he definitely would have done over 130 mile an hour but uh 
the fact that they had a, an electrical problem, you know, just before he set off, or to get him out, uh, you know, in that session on a superbike, it just goes to show how good a team it is. I noticed like trying to get a few bikes sorted up there and a few issues, you know, yeah, there, yeah, no, you yeah. know, uh, you know, fair, fair play to the the team for the job they've done, you know, to uh, top both practice sessions, you know, both superbike and super stock, you know. Absolutely. When we look at those, then so it is Harrison, then Johnson, and then Sam Westford after on the night, John. Yeah, really good ride for Sam. Yeah, we've been watching Sam's progress over the last few years, and, he, and he's and he's really really coming to grips with the with the TT course, and he's he's a really nice lad, and he's got a great team behind him. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Sam can push on from that. You know, 124 tonight, so uh, that bodes well for him. You know, coming on to into the end of the practice week and into race week. Absolutely does, and Lee Johnston uh, right up there as well, as we were saying, on the Ashcourt Racing Machines, trying to get used to all these different machines. But with the BMW, we, he said yesterday that he feels really comfortable back on the BMW. Obviously, he's most comfortable on the Yamaha on the 600, but he feels really comfortable back on the BMWs, and it's setting him up well for the week, Ryan. Yeah, you know, like Lee, he's well capable of getting a, a podium in you know, any, any class, especially the 600. You know, he seems to, watching yeah. him at the, the North West, he... You know, he was really strong, yeah. you know, and not there. But there's no doubt uh, whenever he gets a bit more time in this BMW, uh, you know, he'll he'll yeah. be there or thereabouts, I would have thought. Yeah, it just brings, you know, it brings the kind of the the, uh, the sort of question, doesn't it, on, around the TT course, you know, over the years, you know, the, the physical size of the likes of Lee and, and people like that, you know, can they, you know, there's the question... Are they physically capable of doing 134, 35s with as much as the the bikes take to handle around here? Uh, what's your, you know, what? It's, it's got to, it's got to, it's got to be harder, isn't it, for for them than rather than a big guy, you know, to be able to muscle the thing around, you know? Well, you, you know, there's probably parts of the circuit where being small is an advantage. You know, yeah. you can get tucked in. You know, you, you know, to, if you're a big lad, to hold yourself in. It, it it takes a fair bit out of you physically, yeah. you know. Yeah. I know it's like whenever I get onto like a three fifty classic bike, it takes more out of me than riding, you know, a six hundred because yeah. you're you're just trying to hold yourself in. But uh, for the likes of Lee, he can get tucked in. But whenever it comes to bits of the circuit, we have to manhandle it. Yeah. You know, uh, bigger lads seem to have an advantage there. But yeah. uh, uh, you know. They're they're all fit lads, you yeah. know. They train hard, yeah. you know. They're you could say they're professional riders, you know. So I don't think there's any any reason why they can't uh, take the best out of the bike yeah, over yeah. six laps of the TT circuit. Yeah. How much easier is a super stock to ride compared to the super bike? Well, you know, it's there's not a massive difference in top end speed. You know, a super bike normally would have has more grunt. You know, it's got more torque, and it's that torque over you know raises it wants to wheelie more and you know if you haven't got the electronics set up a hundred percent it's you know it can be a lot more physical to ride that's why you know the, the super stock bike's easier on tires as well you know where you know a super bike you know it can shred a, a rear slick in two laps where the majority of the super stock bikes you know they're just that bit mellower to ride and you can get four laps out of a, a thread of tire and the lap times aren't that that different nowadays no, they're really similar aren't they in fact you'd wonder why a lot of the teams spend hundreds of thousands yeah, miles, yeah they spend a lot of money yeah. you know to yeah. to maybe go two or three seconds a lap faster and sometimes even slower it, it is like that as we look from the onside, uh, Kyle, we can see that. We, you start to ask the question, why don't you, for a lot of the teams, obviously for the top teams, they want to be winning all the races, so they need to have the right equipment. But for some of the guys just behind that, maybe outside the top ten, 
is, there's not necessarily the advantage in having a super bike is there well that's it you know uh, with the expense that's involved you know and, and the super stock bikes now are you know they're so good that they're they're not far behind at all are they and uh, you know the super bike machines and when you look at the lap last year that, that peter hickman did in his super stock bike um 134.4 i think so i mean that's yeah. mind-boggling yeah. you know so you're paying all that extra yeah. thousands of pounds for you know maybe uh, another one mile an hour but then again on the other hand it's that extra one mile an hour that you need yeah to be one in the senior or one in the one in the superbike race and then the big teams they they're in the position where they can do that you know the big advantage if you've only got a super stock and you haven't got a super bike you can concentrate on that all week can't you hence we saw sam west tonight putting in four laps and stefano benetti's got four laps in on the super stock as well you can just concentrate on the one bike yeah yeah, and you know, normally with a, a superbike with the electronics and all that's involved, you, you need technicians that understand it, you know, and they're they're trying to get the best out of it. Where a super stock bike, you put a set of tires on it, pour fuel in, away you go. That's you don't right. really need a yeah. technician to, you know, it's just the bigger teams really that you know can afford to run super bikes properly, you know. But if you're a privateer, there's no doubt, you know, buy, buy yourself a new super stock bike. Uh, put decent tires on a decent suspension the way you go that's yeah I mean they tend, yeah, they tend to you know, just have a kit swinging arm in there don't they just for the quick release for the change of the wheel in the six lap races and other than that keep it pretty much super stock I've heard I've heard figures talked about you know the price of some of these swing arms you know will cost more than what a, a complete super stock yeah. but it's a no brainer <laughs> really yeah. you know it's crazy the amount of money forks you know brakes uh, ignitions you know the ECUs it's, it's just it's incredible, the you know what it takes to build a, a competitive superbike nowadays. You know to maybe not go much faster like in the superstock. No, you that's know, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. As we look down the uh, leaderboard, then just see who else stands out. Stefano Benetti is fifth fastest on his BMW. Derek McGee, we've already mentioned, a really good uh, result. Uh, time for him uh sixth fastest michael dunlop went out for just the one lap and did uh 124.0 so he's got that md racing his own super stock pretty much there as well given that he's only done a standing start lap daily matheson as well he's uh eighth fastest peter hickman then ninth fastest is there anybody else outside of the top 10 who stands out guys well, big shout to jay lawrence you know he's a tt newcomer he did the classic tt last year but he only completed eight laps uh, over the whole two weeks, and he's come here this week, uh, first time on a thousand, and he's done 122 and a half tonight. You know, it's incredible, Absolutely really, really performance. You know, yeah. great performance from him. And hopefully, you know, he can just steadily progress on that, and uh, you know, end up with with doing some pretty good lap times before the end of the week for his first TT ever. Let's give you a quick rundown then of the top 10 in the Superstock qualifying, the RL360 Superstock qualifying on Tuesday night, qualifying at the TT 2019. Dean Harrison on the Silicon Engineering Kawasaki, 17 minutes 30.197, 129.336 is the fastest. Second fastest, David Johnson on the Honda, 126.629. Third fastest, Sam West on the BMW. Uh, 124.894 Lee Johnson on the Ascot Racing BMW 4 fastest 124.49 Stefano Bonetti on his BMW 124.477 Derek McGee sick fastest on his Doin Racing Kawasaki 124.401 then Michael Dunlop on his MD Racing BMW 124.095 Peter Hickman on the Smiths Racing Machine is 9th fastest 123.083 and Rob Hodson rounds out the top 10 on his BMW 122.895 which brings us on to the Supersport which 
obviously wasn't the focus of attention for most riders tonight. Peter Hickman was kind of forced Kyle into going out on the Super Sport because of the issues he was having with the other bikes and uh, did top the way. Yeah, well, I mean, it gave you know, Peter the option to come back, jump on that bike, get out and obviously uh, get a few laps under his belt. He missed Sunday's um, uh, opening session due to his commitments in the British Superbike Championship. So, um, you know, that's... Well, I've given him the opportunity there this evening just to get those opening few laps uh, under his belt and he got around at just shy of 124 on on the 600. Um, so, you know, he's another rider that you would expect in the 600 class to be knocking on the door of the, the rostrum. You wouldn't, he doesn't really regard himself as a 600 rider, um, but uh, I don't think he'd be too far away this year. And obviously the, the, the bike he's riding this year, the, the Trooper Beer Triumph, I think he's got official factory official support factory from, backing, from, yeah. from Triumph, you know, yeah. so... You know, no doubt that'll that'll stand him in, in good stead. I'm sure he'd probably have preferred to have got the laps done on the Smith's BMW Superbike, or you know, or a few more on the Superstock bike. But um, uh, that's the first night out of the way, and and uh, you know, hopefully he'll he'll get some more track time when we do eventually get back out again. Do Do you get the impression almost that he's already playing catch up, Ryan? Well, you know, he has lost out in some valuable laps. Uh, you know that is quite a is quite a good lap. You know that he has put in there on the on the triumph. But whenever you take uh, Dean Harrison, what he done on was it Sunday? I'm yeah, all mixed Sunday, up yeah. in the days. You know, yeah, Sunday, yeah. Uh, he done over 126 and you know very blustery conditions. So all the lads have quite a bit to do to to catch up where Dean well, is right. at. I mean, you know, Dean did what six laps I think on Sunday, yeah. and then he's done another five five yeah. laps today. So you know he's he's out in front. He's you know he's he's full of confidence, and he's done you know and he's top tops all the leaderboards, hasn't he? Yeah, every one know, of them is top, top them all, so, you know, and uh, yeah. So everyone will be, yeah, they'll be sitting in their motorhomes thinking, oh, he's going to take some, he's going to take some catching. We need to, yeah, especially sort. if they look at the weather forecast for the coming <laughs> few days, <laughs> which we will yeah. look at in a few That's minutes. That's what I was going to say, you know, yeah. with, the, with the forecast, this, you know, there, there's a possibility there's not going to be much practice over the next day or two, and uh, Dean's in a very strong position, you know, to do the times he has done, you know, with uh, pretty much just straight down Bray Hill, you know, he. You know, he's going to take a bit of catch, and he is, yeah, without a doubt, as you say, you know, it's, it's a formidable team. It's you know, between himself and and the Silicon Race team, yeah, they're going to, you know, already. Yeah, it's difficult to see anyone beating them at this early stage. Well, there'll be a few lads that you know they'll they'll have already ears, but uh, the fact that he has topped the, the leaderboard in each in each uh, class, uh, and you know, if the rain does come in, that's forecast, and there's going to be less practice, you know. You know, it's he is in a very strong position. Absolutely, uh, Kyle Derek McGee, as you've already mentioned, had a really good night. He only did the one lap on the Super Sport machine, but it was second fastest on the night. Yeah, it was impressive to see uh, Derek up there. He, you know, as like I said earlier, he's coming into the TT on the back of a, you know, some strong rides at the Northwest 200. He's been in great form at the start of the the year at the Cookstown 100 and Tandragee 100. The Irish National meetings back home. Uh, he's picked up. You know, a, a, hump, a load of wins there actually um, on his uh, Kawasaki machine. So, um, you know, Derek, I think this could maybe be his third or only his fourth time here uh, around the mountain course. And, you know, he hasn't, uh, you know, a, a lot of experience compared to some of the guys he's going up against. Um, but uh, you know, he's coming on leaps and bounds, and uh, there's there's no doubt that you know he he got the ability uh, to be knocking on the door with a bit more experience under his belt. That's what we need. Who's next? And the list is uh, Lee Johnston again. These top these names keep popping up, which suggests they've been having really good nights. Ryan. 
Yeah, Lee, you know, like like we said earlier, he has had a he had a really good Northwest 200, and he actually won the Supersport race on the Thursday night. He was having a good ding dong with was Alistair Seeley, Alistair over Dunnock, yeah. and into the uh, the Sikian at Juniper Hill, and Lee went on to win the race. But uh, another lad that had uh, another fantastic. Uh, Northwest 200 and is you know he's fifth here is Paul Jordan, you know Paul uh, he's coming on leaps and bounds and you know it's good to see him in the top five there as well. And Dominic Herbert and John, there's there's lots of up and coming names. Well, yeah, this is this is what's yeah it's good when you look through here. You know we we have got some you know because some of the boys at the front you know they get <laughs> getting on a little bit, but it's nice to see that we've got we have got some real strong youngsters coming through. Uh, and showing form and getting better and better each year, uh, and it, yeah, these these guys are the, are the future of the TT. You know, David Todd, Paul Jordan, Sam West. Uh, yeah, there's 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 a few. Philip Crow's coming through. Daniel Cooper. Yeah, Paul Jordan. It's it's good to see. You know, we've got a we've got a lot of talent starting to come through, and, and uh, I think it bodes well for the for the future. Okay, let's run down the top ten then in the Supersport qualifying at Tuesday qualifying. Monster Supersport qualifying for TT2019. Fastest man of the night on the Supersports, Peter Hickman. On the uh, K2 Trooper, be a triumph by Smiths Racing. It's 18 minutes, 16.1, 123.917 miles per hour. Second fastest, Derek McGee. On the Diamond Edge Cutting BMW Kawasaki, 122.037. Lee Johnston, third fastest on the Ashcourt Racing Yamaha, 121.378. Fourth fastest for John McGuinness. Good to see him getting up on the leaderboards on one of the classes. Milenko Padgett's Honda, 119.933. Fifth fastest, as uh, Ryan just mentioned, for Paul Jordan. On the RC Express, Daffabet Devitt Racing Kawasaki, 118.882. Dominic Herbertson, sixth fastest, 118.351. Mike Brown, seventh fastest on the Kawasaki, 118.295. Daniel Cooper on a Honda, 117.728 is eighth fastest. Ninth fastest for Barry Lee Evans on a PRF Suzuki, 117.709. And tenth fastest, a real up-and-coming name, James Chalk on his Kawasaki, 117. Point five seven nine. That takes us through the solo leaderboards. We'll come to the sidecars in a minute, but just before we do, let's just have a look at this uh, weather forecast for tomorrow, Wednesday. Cloudy generally, perhaps some brighter intervals in the north, but otherwise a little rain or drizzle at times with lowering hill fog. That's not what we want to hear, is it, Kyle? No, it's not, sadly, but that's the nature of the TT, isn't it? I mean, we've all been sort of coming here long enough. You know you're entirely in the hands of the weather gods and I think you know we were just spoiled last year because that was a phenomenal two weeks here uh, on the Isle of Man the sunshine and you know the the the, the um you know the, the, there was plenty of rubber down and, and we saw that and the lap speeds record lap speeds last year and every cl- lap record in every class so sadly I don't think that'll be happening this year no and that's the case let's move on to the sidecars then where their session is not long finished fastest men of the night John Holden and Lee Kane on the Silicon Engineering Barnes Racing Honda Staggering lap for the opening night, guys. 150, well, just a shade under 115 miles an hour, 114.99. Yeah, no, it's incredible. You know, John, you know, obviously really experienced rider around here and he, he knows his setup and, you know, and it shows tonight he can just go out first night and just put the hammer down and there it is. It's very much similar to what Dean Harris has done in the, on the solos, you know, which is really good. But uh, I think we've all been talking about the most sensational lap, really, is, is, is the Crow Boys, you know. 
first yeah, ever that, first ever lap round the TT course, hundred and nine, just shy of hundred and nine point seven five seven. Yeah, that's pretty special, isn't it? That is really special, you know, fair play to them. Yeah, you know, obviously, their old man has been giving <laughs> yeah, them. They've right. been well schooled, you know. Nicky was a fantastic rider too, but now yeah. it's good to see. Uh, yeah. You know, new new blood coming into the, especially into the side cars. You know, and hopefully they can get a good, good steady ride. You never know; they can maybe slip onto the podium. Well, you never know. The Birchalls obviously have got this new machine here this year. The old one's been retired after being so successful. Carl only sick fastest tonight, and they only did the one lap. But I, I guess it's just a case of betting in. Yeah, I don't imagine the Birchalls will be too concerned about that this evening. Although obviously, you know, you've got the weather to take in, into consideration, and and you know they'll be. You know that could impact on the amount of laps that they get, but uh, you know over the past few years they have set they've set the bar really high, and you know when they get the opportunity for you know a few dry laps, no issues. You'd expect to see them at the top of the, the leaderboard, and they're very much remain the, the, the crew to to beat in the sidecar races this year. Yeah. Although Ryan John Holden seems really determined this year to go out and try and beat them fair and square, and certainly that that lap tonight certainly sets him right amongst the the pace. Yeah, like John, he has a lot of experience, and I don't know if you've saw him, but you know I haven't spoken to him, but I saw him in the distance, and he looks to be—he he must have been training pretty hard. You know, he looks fit. You know, and uh, with that lap tonight, you know, there's no reason why I don't think he—he uh, he can't give the the virtuals or you know maybe even Molly. You just never know. I know uh, he hadn't much luck there tonight, but. Uh, it's shaping up for, for a, a good, interesting race, you know. It really is. We need somebody to take the battle to the Birchalls. Uh, the streak's got on for, for too long. We want a really close <laughs> yeah. fight in the, yeah. the sidecars. Not, not to cause any harm to the Birchalls. They are an incredible performance they've put in over the last few years. But it would be great to have a really great scrap at the front of the sidecars, wouldn't it? Well, it'll be yeah. interesting to see, you know, if, if the you know if they were pushed, you know, how, how far they can go beyond the, the, the speeds they have done. But... Maybe this will be the year. There will be a couple or three to push them, you know, yeah, all maybe. the way. I mean, yeah, Molly's, yeah, Molly's got a sh- new chassis, but he's got one of the Virgil chassis. So uh, hopefully he'll get up to speed. You've also got Timmy Reeves in there that he's, you know, he's gonna on his day he's gonna be up there. You got John. You got the the Fowles boys. They were on a real hot lap, weren't they today? So uh, yeah, they've had a really good qualifying session tonight. Absolutely, we can run down the leaderboard actually, because as you say, that second lap by Pete Founds was over the 114 as well. Holden yeah, and Kane, then 114.99. Pete Founds and Javan Wormsley on their second lap, 114.40. On the Rotec Engineering, Morris Lubricant Suzuki. Alan Founds and Jake Lauber on the Cloud Vapors, Yamaha, 112.352. Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes went back out for a late lap. They were one of the last guys to get away before the checkered flag came out. On the Team Berlin Express, H&S Contractors, Yamaha, they were fourth quickest on that second lap, 112.291. So they put the gremlins of the opening lap away already. Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosney, John Holden's Silicon Barnes racing teammates, first, fifth fastest, 111.798. The Birchalls only sixth fastest on the night on their first laps out on the new LCR, 111.546. Then that Ryan Crow and Callum Crow lap on the, tri- the Haven Homes Triumph, astonishingly seventh fastest overall 109.757 <laughs> miles yeah. an hour on their first ever unguarded lap of the mountain course john how about that oh it's just incredible isn't it? but it's good to see you know they're good lads yeah they are good lads they're fun and you know, they're a little pair of tearaways what, really what number it? are they starting you know uh, 44 i mean there's 
I wonder if there'll be a gap they could get moved up potentially because you wouldn't want to yeah, be, I'm sure. there'll be a lot of traffic to, to contend with at that kind of pace. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, you know, with the times they're doing, they'll be able to get moved up. Yeah, generally before the race starts, we, we go through and if, if there's someone that's really outstanding, uh, if there's if there's a spare slot, we'll, we'll move them up to roughly where they should be. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll find themselves moving up just, just, just beyond the seeded riders for sure. Incredible. How, how did Maria get on? Uh, Maria got a lap. Maria did well. Find, we'll find her time in a moment. Just I think she did 98 so on her first lap. I think just to run down the other guys that we've got in the eighth position: Conrad Harrison, Andrew Wilgle, 108.953. Ninth: Gary Bryan and Philip Hyde, 108.543. And tenth: Estelle LeBlond and Frank Clays, 108.384. We're just going to try and find that lap by Maria. 99.937. You've got it. Okay, 99.37. Good enough start, pushing up towards 100 yeah, mile an hour already. That's really good. Again, first first lap on a sidecar around the TT course. You know, that's that's. That's really good going. So, Kyle, the man of the night is probably almost certainly Dean Harrison, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's clear. He's, uh, you know, followed up from, from, from where he started, really, on Sunday. He's kept that going. Um, you know, he had that issue with his number one uh, bike at the beginning of the evening. It didn't stop him. He, he got out, topped the Superbike leaderboard. He's thrown down the gauntlet. And, uh, you know, as we've been saying tonight, he's got plenty of laps under his belt. So he's probably in the strongest position going into the Superbike race whenever we get it. But Ryan, Michael Dunlop's trying to stick right with him. Yeah, you know, like Michael, you know, he, he wasn't a, a, a great lap. You know, a couple of his sectors were faster than what Dean's were. But whatever the problem was with the, the back wheel where the brake was binding or whatever, we don't know. But uh, it's all shaping up for a very interesting race. And we can't discount Connor either, can we, on tonight's performance, John? No, again, you know, Connor's in a really good place. You know, he's he's done some good, pre, you know, riding before the TT, had a terrific Northwest, so his confidence is going to be up. And he's, he's uh, you know, he's with one of the best teams in the paddock. You know, the, the Padgett's boys are awesome, and they're always going to put a, put the best machinery in the paddock underneath him. So, yeah, this could be this could be the big year for Connor as well. Absolutely, lots to witness as we come across the rest of the week. Let's hope the weather plays ball. It's Dean Harrison that leads the way after the opening night of big bike action at TT 2019, 129.531 miles per hour. My thanks to Kyle White, to Ryan Farquhar and to John Barton. You've been listening to Park Ferme, brought to you by RST. We'll be back tomorrow evening at 5.30, weather permitting. And uh, we'll be back at 5.30 with Attention Paddock leading into the coverage of the evening session. But for now, from the TT Grandstand, it's back to Manx Radio Service.